probably the nicest movie theater around, in my opinion, is right by you. It's the Silver Spot at Pinecrest. So that's where they actually serve dinner and drinks Mm -hmm. right there while you're watching the movie. I think that is what it's going to take for a movie theater to survive. Mm -hmm. You got to innovate. You got to bring something different to the table. You got to have a good, strong value prop for the viewers, right? I think just showing a movie and selling milk duds, like those days are kind of over. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Capitalist Investor. Once again, you got Mark and Derek. Mark, what's going on, man? What's up, brother? Uh, You know, just living the dream like we do every day. Well, it's a fun life. (laughs) We may not remember what we did at age 24, but at age 40, we know what's going on. Yeah, we're just having a little conversation before we got kicked off about... (laughs) We know we were cool. Yeah, being young. It's about all we really remember, you know? It's fun fun times, though. Good times. All right, man. So let's talk about some stuff that maybe we used to do when we were 24, <laughs> like going to the movie theater. I know. That was so fun. Yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You really don't do that anymore. So I think no. what we want to talk about on today's show is, is this the death of movie theaters as we know it? Right. I mean, lots going on, man. Obviously, the entire COVID pandemic has really put a hurting on restaurants, movie theaters. And now it seems like a lot of these movie-making platforms, movie-making services, they are it seems like they're going direct to consumer now. Yep. Is there a way to come back from that? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think that sounds like a good topic. We should discuss it. I think so. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I used to be big into movies. Yeah. I used to watch all the big ones every year, go to the theaters. But it made me think, you remember back like when we were in high school? Yeah. Kind of how we consumed entertainment and movies yeah it was like a different world man it was (laughs) you know i remember every year the christmas specials come on i remember we had a vhs tape in my family that was like recorded off of the tv for all the christmas specials yeah and now there's 72 streaming services and you got to figure out which one the specials are on got that i used to have a book of cds in my car oh yeah for sure (laughs) man oh man the cd player with the tape that plugs into the cassette god forbid you got a fingerprint on the cd oh yeah (laughs) you know i gotta wipe it off on your shirt put it back in my tupac is you know (laughs) tupac cds all messed up so yeah you know i was taking a look at this hbo deal so in the middle of this pandemic it was really obviously difficult to get to the movie theaters that was pretty much one of the big no-no lists yep so obviously all these different states and cities have different rules, but it really got the studios thinking of like, how are we going to release all of these movies? And it really started with Wonder Woman. Yeah. So kind of in the middle of the summer, just to give you a little background here, it was really Wonder Woman and Tenant, and it was the Warner Brothers Studios, and they were trying to figure out, these are our summer blockbusters, right? Yep. Tenant is a Christopher Nolan movie. So he's a fantastic director. They decided to release Tenet in August. They decided to push Wonder Woman back to Christmas time. But what they did recently is they decided to release Wonder Woman in theaters where they can, but also simultaneously on HBO Max. So about two weeks after they announced that, Warner Brothers announced that they're going to basically do this for their entire 2021 lineup. Makes sense. So, you know. It's the safest way for them to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, who knows if everything's going to be 100% open throughout 2021. And furthermore, who knows what the demand is going to look like. For sure. Right? (laughs) I mean, so one of the biggest questions I have right now 
is how many households throughout the lockdown, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, upgraded their own home theater system Mm -hmm. to the point where they've created their own movie theater. Right. Right. Whether it's a bigger TV, maybe they got the projector and the screen, surround sound, got more comfy couches, whatever it is. How many households did that? And will they ever go back to the movie theater? Mm -hmm. Maybe not. It's a big question. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've taught. I mean, when I was poor, it was a nice cheap date. (laughs) Exactly. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Didn't have to talk at all. Exactly. <laughs> you go to a nice comedy. It's yeah, it's great. Yeah, it was it's great like, stuff. Okay, I got to drop you off now. <laughs> Glad we didn't talk today. Wasn't going to work anyways. <laughs> all right, let's take a step back because you want to talk a little bit about our senior year of high school. <laughs> We're old. We shouldn't even be doing this. This is scary. All right, yep. so ninety seven, ninety eight. Biggest movies back then: Titanic, Men in Black. So those are the top movies in 97. Armageddon, Saving Private Ryan, Something About Mary. I love that movie. That year, 98, 99, that was my prime for going to the movie theaters. Oh, yeah. That was a fun time. <laughs> yeah. Watched Titanic with the kids over the summer. They loved it. My oh, daughter really? has a crush on Leonardo DiCaprio now. <laughs> Who doesn't? I told her that was 20 years ago, though. It looks a little different now. You like him from Wolf of Wall Street, too? <laughs> Look, man, those were some blockbuster movies. So I guess that brings me to the next point I want to make, which is I don't think they make blockbuster movies anymore. Yeah. Hollywood stinks. <laughs> they do. I they was thinking make, the same it, thing. What used to be a six is now a nine mm-hmm. movie wise. Oh, yeah. Like I watched a miserable movie a couple of weeks ago and I thought it was good. <laughs> what, it was terrible. What movie was it? It was with a fat Russell Crowe in it. Remember how jacked Russell Crowe was in Gladiator? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. He is a Fat pig now. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know what happened to him, but he was like, well, this he got psycho. old. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I think I know what, uh, I don't know the name, but it I remember seeing it. Yep. It was not good, but it was a nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll just kind of some of the big movies that will be out on HBO Max. The fourth Matrix movie, which I didn't even know was in existence until I was looking at this stuff. Each Matrix got worse. <laughs> it did. The first one was awesome. The second one was pretty good too. There's yeah. some good fight scenes in there. Space Jam with our boy LeBron. Suicide Squad. That first movie was terrible. Godzilla versus Kong. Another movie I didn't know that we needed, but yeah. apparently is being made. Well, they so. just remake everything. <laughs> There's no ideas anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Over the course of time, I've kind of shifted towards enjoying series more. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm more into binge watching a 10 episode series that has seven different seasons, right? right. Like, The character development is so much more advanced, like in a Breaking Bad kind of show, right? as opposed to a 90-minute long movie. So I've grown to like those more. But obviously, movies are still a big hit for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So what have we seen happen? So Disney rolled out Mulan, right? Straight to streaming on their Disney Plus service. Did they roll that out in the movie theater too? I do not believe so. I don't think so. So, you know, Disney Plus started with, what, Frozen 2. They released that way early, I believe. Hamilton, The Last Star Wars is on there as well. But then they tried something different. So I believe Disney Plus is like six ninety nine a month. And Disney announced, I'm not sure if it was their most recent quarterly investor call, I believe it was, they're going to focus a lot of their energy on their streaming services. So they had Mulan in the can. And they decided to release it for is basically a thirty dollar pay per view. Yeah. And they said, "Hey, that's going to be like you know if you took your family of four to the movie theater." And it worked. It did work. I think it worked pretty well. 
if they use percentages, so like 29% of the Disney Plus households bought Mulan, yeah. which I thought was a huge number. That I was not expecting high. that. So if you use the percentage of you know the Disney Plus owners versus the population, it translated to it would have been about $261 million in the box office. That's with percentages. But so far, they've made about $70 million bucks just through that pay-per-view release. And you know the name of the game is gaining subscribers, right? That's what everyone's trying to do. That's why Netflix has uh, basically unlimited budget to produce new shows and movies and things like that. Exactly. So you know that worked pretty well. But as of towards the beginning of December, Disney was up about you know almost seven percent yep. year to date. So which is you- crazy because all their parks are pretty much non-operational. So, you know, when this was announced, it was a pretty big shock to the overall movie industry. So I found an interesting quote from Christopher Nolan because his movie was, you know, right in the crosshairs. And Christopher Nolan, is he did the Batman series, The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is one of my all-time personal favorites. Yeah, it's a great movie. But he's done amazing stuff. What was that movie with Leo with The Dreaming? Remember that? Uh, yeah, it started with an I. I believe. I'm just making this up. I'll think of that one too. (laughs) So, you know, his quote was basically all of the talent essentially was blindsided by this announcement. So he's saying, you know, there's such a controversy around it. This is a quote because they didn't tell anyone. In 2021, they've got some of the top filmmakers in the world. They've got some of the biggest stars in the world who worked for years in some cases on these projects very close to their hearts that are meant to be seen on the big screen. They're meant to be out there for the widest possible audience as well. And now they're being used as a loss leader for the streaming service. This is why I put this quote in there. I thought it would be interesting to talk about. So, you know, that's essentially what they are doing, right? They're taking their entire slate of movies and you have to go through the line of succession. HBO is owned by Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers is owned by AT&T. So there's a lot of people involved there. But they basically said, hey, we can't take the chance of only releasing these movies in theaters because we don't know what that's going to look like. Exactly. So we're going to try to boost our streaming service. Yep. It's a good Uh, move. Yeah. I think it's definitely a good move. I think it's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. But I think the bigger question is, what do you think this is going to look like going forward do you think the movie theater business is just going to kind of be you know half the size of what it used to be or do you think this is going to be more of a temporary shift i think it's permanent man i mean if you actually look at like the nicer movie theaters around town like the cinemarks and stuff like that Mm -hmm. they've been reducing capacity for years they have but raising the customer experience at the same time Mm -hmm. so they've gotten rid of all the seats where you're on top of each other and now they've got the loungers So, I mean, they've been doing that for years already. Probably the nicest movie theater around, in my opinion, is right by you. It's the Silver Spot at Pinecrest. So that's where they actually serve dinner and drinks Mm -hmm. right there while you're watching the movie. I think that is what it's going to take for a movie theater to survive. Mm -hmm. You got to innovate. You got to bring something different to the table. You got to have a good, strong value prop for the viewers, right? I think just showing a movie and selling milk duds, like those days are kind of over. Right. So I think you're just going to see movie theaters will be back, but it's got to be more of a full-blown customer experience in order for it to work. Yeah. You know, I'm with you on that one. I feel like this is kind of off topic, but it's not. I feel like the movie star, the 
kind of the mystery to them and the unknown nature about them that made yeah. them so popular, you know, kind of back when we were in high school and, you know, the early 2000s. A lot of that mystery has gone away yep. because of social media. And, you know, these people are Twitter talking, you know, in their bathrobes and things like that. So I think the allure of like the big summer blockbuster with that yeah. big movie star, I think that has gone away a little bit. And now we're just in this content heavy, just shoved in your face. And how much can you consume? A lot. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you can't leave the house. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so on that news of HBO, real quick. AMC, which is down about 45% year to date, went down about 18% in one day on that news. Yep. After, though, being up about 60% month to date. <laughs> so basically, they all got crushed. They all came back a little bit with the yep. vaccine bump and then got crushed on that news. And they've kind of rallied a little bit since then. Yeah. Cinemark down 56%, down 22% on the news. IMAX down 27% year-to-date, down 8% on that Warner Brothers news. And Marcus Theater's last one was down 61% year-to-date, down about 13% on the news. Yeah. So, I mean, what do I see there? I see IMAX was down less than the others. And we both know that IMAX brings a different experience to the table. Right. So I think that fits with what I just mentioned, which is if you're able to provide an overall experience and not just show a movie... I think you can succeed. Yeah. I think you can survive. For sure. Right. I totally agree with that. But I also kind of think that these new valuations are kind of in line for where they should be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. So I'm not seeing a huge bump, you know, an immediate bump back once the reopening happens. I agree. I think, unfortunately, for a lot of these movie theaters, they are going to struggle. But if they're able to reinvent themselves and serve mm -hmm. dinner... Maybe they can stay around, but I do think a lot of people have upgraded their home theater systems. I mean, you look at the best buys of the world and what mm -hmm. they've done, Amazon, right? So unfortunately, I think it's an uphill battle. I mean, you can buy a 75-inch television now for like 700 bucks. That's amazing. I might, I might go buy one just for the fun of it, you know? <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. But yeah, you know, me personally, I'm a big into the technology and the surround yep. sound, the highest definition pictures, so... I would still be interested in going to the theaters to see the movies that I would want to see. But I think you hit the nail on the head throughout this whole home improvement trends during this pandemic and just virtually unlimited content at your fingertips. It's going to be tough for the movie theater business of old to get back to where it was. I agree, man. But you know what? It's evolution yeah. and it has to happen, mm -hmm. right? So. Like I said, it was happening anyways. They were reducing capacity, increasing the customer experience by giving you better seats and stuff like that. So you're just going to see more of it. And the ones that do it will survive. And the ones that fail to evolve, they're going to go extinct. Yeah. It's pretty simple. And it happens in every industry. Absolutely. All right, man. So that wraps up today's show. As always, if you have any questions, shoot us an email, info at swpconnect.com. Check out the YouTube channel and the show notes. Give us that five-star review. We'll shoot you out some swag and make sure you subscribe so you can get this stuff week after week after week. As always, thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you next time. Hey, it's Mark. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. Look, if you wouldn't mind, please go to your podcast app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever you use. 
and give us a five-star rating and review. You know, the best way for us to continue to educate and enlighten every single one of you is for more and more people to know about us, and your review would help us with that. Also, we've had quite a few listeners reach out to us lately asking about financial planning. So, we've decided to offer a special to every single one of our listeners. It's a $495 comprehensive financial plan. No strings attached. You don't have to move your investments under our management. We're not going to use the plan as a gimmick to sell you a product. There's absolutely no hidden agenda and no further obligation on your part. You just get great conflict-free advice from us. And all you have to do is visit your495plan.com. That's your495plan.com. Fill out your info. One of our certified financial planners will reach out and begin to build out your plan. Visit your495plan.com today.